0: It's always a good time to avoid the hustle and bustle at the grocery store. I love when people say hustle and bustle, not to mention the crowds. HelloFresh delivers everything you need to get dinner on the table directly to your door contact free. Go to hellofresh.com slash SIP12 and use our code SIP12 for 12 free meals. This is not a drill. Including free shipping. Go to slash sip12. Use our code sip12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite alcoholic beverage? If you love being in a girl group, this is totally for you. Some people call us overwhelming. Yeah. Love it or leave it, we don't care. No, but we want you here. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: welcome to. You can can sip with with us. us. I'm Colleen. I'm Ashley. So moments before we hit the record button, Mm -hmm. Ashley shows up, we're on Zoom, and she's got this like super cute top on. Mm -hmm. It's just really cute. It's got buttons. It's like a pretty color. It's
1: got a cute It's sort of a crop and it comes with this tie. It's very soft. Yeah. Summery vibes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, where'd you get it?
0: Because I want to buy it right now. No clue. She has no clue. No clue. And I said wish I had
1: thing in the world. I wish I did know because I want to buy more of them. Like if they yeah. had more colors or something. Yeah. But I don't And the,
0: the, the neon sports bra yeah, or like the bra situation you have going on is great. It great matches combo. my – I'm wearing our – Yeah, you're wearing – I'm wearing our merch. Uh, I love this one.
1: Instead of Teyamo, it has tequila. Um, You know? I just so you guys know our merch is amazing every time I wear it uh people are asking where do you get it where do you get it it's go to the link in our Instagram bio yep at you can sip with us and then that'll take you but it or you can google the locker customs you can sip with us and then yeah you'll find mm-hmm. our line there it's very like summery spring vibes very fun drinking obviously inspired I friend inspired. all the time same
0: Love them. I actually gave a shirt to... So I want to hear how you're doing. I'm going to share with you my uh, quick update on me Mm -hmm. and Ben. Ben's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. But first, what are you sipping on?
1: I made a... Margarita, which is very fitting Ooh. for your shirt. But I made like a Ooh. like a biohack one, right? So it's, it's like a gallon. So I Liquid IV came out with a tangerine flavor. And I was like, Ooh. I want to see how that would be with a marg. So I just did like a whole, is this 24 ounces of water? Or maybe like 22 ounces of water. A packet of the tangerine. And then I did tequila. And then, to, you know, up the Annie, I put in a little quantro, which I think is like orange liqueur. Yeah. Or so mm-hmm, that's what I'm doing.
0: And is it delicious?
1: Yes. It does not taste like a margarita at all. There's no lime (laughs) at all. But I do really like the, like, so it just tastes like, well, it just tastes like orange flavored water. Okay. I can get down with that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's right in line with what I'm drinking. So what are you doing? Our seltzer Olympics, when we did the Bud Light Lemonade, do you remember which Mm -hmm. one we ranked at the bottom?
1: Was it the? peach or the a strawberry strawberry
0: uh-huh we rank strawberry at the bottom so i'm like i just kind of want like a, something easier i want to pop open a seltzer i'm at the bottom of the barrel of my seltzer stack mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all it's left just bud light lemonade strawberry mm-hmm. so i grabbed it threw mm-hmm. it in
1: a uh you know an ice glass oh, that's,
0: that's actually really uh-huh. pretty
1: it's color like an iridescent that's very pretty glass
0: yeah and the and the it's like you know the color because we didn't Pour these into individual cups, but the color is actually a light strawberry color. Oh, okay, yeah. And I'll tell you what—you know how some people—I would put myself in this bucket—are kind of better one-on-one than they are in groups. Like, I uh-huh. think I, I do better one-on-one than I do in groups. I would put strawberry Bud Light lemonade in that bucket. Really? And maybe it's just because we have so nothing you're not else totally to turned off. No, it's quite delightful. Which wow. is interesting. But there's, there was, no, there's nothing to compare it to. Which is yeah. just, It's like singing on its own. It's finally having a little moment in the summer. Do you know
1: how many hard seltzers I have in my house right now? I mean, it's got to be 100. Because mm. every time I see something new at the store, I buy it. Right. I just, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm going to try this. And I found, I was out, we went out to brunch yesterday and there was yeah. a wait. And it's in the same parking lot as Whole Foods. So I was like, I'm going to walk around Whole Foods, see what I find. And there there's a, it's called like, Fire and Ember or something like that. Okay. I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. But they created a like spicy seltzer pack. So mm. last night I had a watermelon jalapeno and then a pineapple cayenne. Ooh. They're not like spicy, spicy, but they were good. Yeah. And then I also picked up a belching beaver mixed pack. And then i we still have to do our out of office Bud Light we do. pack. You gotta see if you can find the Vizzies. I've got the Vizzies flying you know seltzer pack. <gasps> what?
0: We're reuniting soon and you can put us in a car. (gasps) and you have Vizzies. Oh my God, you're so... And that just, we need to drink together in the sunshine. Yes, oh my God, we're totally
1: doing it. Live, face-to-face, Seltzer Olympics. This is brilliant. Yeah, you guys, call is coming down. Uh, May two, like, it's like two weeks or something. Mother's Day Mother's weekend. Mother's Day weekend. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which with is so some of just... our girlfriends. Perfect. 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 I know oh my God. because it actually alleviates some of the um, guilt of like leaving, you know, our husbands with the kids. Yeah, because um, it's like well, was Mother's Day, and yeah, then John I'm is spoil myself. Right. Yeah. And John is planning, he booked a trip to Oregon for Father's Day. I was like, get out of here, you know, go do yeah, whatever you want great. to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So he's going to Eugene. Get yeah.
0: Um, in a loving way. So right. I'm, I'm potting today from our guest bedroom of our house. Mm-hmm. The reason why, so Ben is napping right now and he, his room is right next to my office And so when I podcast, it's usually during nap time and I don't feel like I've ever woken him up. He usually Mm -hmm. wakes up when we're podcasting and i are like, did I wake him up? But I don't. I'm really 99.9% sure that's not the case. But today I'm paranoid because yesterday was a no nap day where Ben did not nap. And so I talked about this over on Patreon. If you guys are new here or you haven't signed up on Patreon, that's where we drop Friday episodes. So sip with us twice a week, not just here on Tuesdays, but it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash you can sit with us.
1: Well, also this episode, we have a sex sexpert on, a sex therapist on, <laughs> and sh- we we you you guys will hear like the main interview. And then we got a little like after hours... We needed to be able to ask questions
0: that were safe and Patreons behind a paywall. So you pay five bucks a month for Patreon. It's ad free. You get a bunch. You can go and sign up and get every episode we've ever recorded on Patreon. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Mm -hmm. talk about bang for your buck. And then we talk about banging. And we we got feedback. It's a banging episode.
1: Oh, talk about banging. I mean, Um, (laughs) we got feedback. People are saying that this was their favorite Patreon episode ever yeah. and that they one girl called screenshot it and said she said I would pay $20 a month for a sex tier like this yeah. like where we yeah. talk about sex
0: and like so, talking about things that like people think but there's not safe places to ask and like oh in yeah the spirit of like health and happiness you know it wasn't just to right. be raunch it no was like, we weren't and like happiness.
1: yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and okay, so
0: that so. will be, that would have been, so it's Tuesday. It would have just been the most recent Last Patreon Friday's episode. episode. Yes. yes. So I talked about the silver on Patreon, but at the playground weeks ago, Ben chipped a tooth. And it was a real mom guilt moment because I was trying to help him, like, kind of like, you can do it. And I kind of like pushed his little tush, like, up a step thing. And he went face, like, mouth first into the playground structure and chipped his tooth. And I've felt that ever since honestly and i still i think i'm a little you know you just like replay things you mm-hmm. kind of loop yeah anyway so we go to the dentist and turns out fixing a chip like i'm like it's a baby tooth you know what right. it's, it's just baby tooth out, it's fine like, yeah. and the dentist is like yeah but it got really close to the nerve it got as close as you can get to the nerve without hitting the nerve so we do need to fill it and because, you know, in order – like, because otherwise we're talking about, like, a root canal. And I'm like, oh, God, yeah, no, I don't want to put mm-hmm. I don't want – right. And I, this is a really good dentist, and I really trusted him and his opinion. And then to top it off, one of the the dentists there is a uh, soul double-fister soul sipper. So she also listens uh, to Caitlin. She – had Caitlin. Oh, wow. She's a homie. Oh, my God. So gosh. she listens to Tuesday and Friday. And so I'm like, I trust these people. We've yeah. got squad here. Like, everything's good. Long story short, because they had to uh, – because he can't sit still to, like, mm-hmm. set the filling, they ha- we had to use uh, s- mm-hmm. sedatum mm-hmm. anesthesia, like, the whole works. And I was really nervous about it going into yesterday. And the biggest thing, they're like, we're going to be – this is an in-and-out job, like, quick, like, 30 minutes. But it's just so he can sit still and get it done. Mm-hmm. But I was totally in my head about it. It went great. Um, they did such a great job. And um, they're like, yeah, he could be really cranky though, because like kids coming off of this, Mm -hmm. you know, the drugs and stuff. So I'm thinking he'll be cranky, but he'll be like sleepy, you know? And they're like, make sure like he's coming out of it. So like, make sure that he's not running around today because his balance could be off, his judgment could be off. I'm like, no problem. Mm -hmm. I can totally do that. So we get home. He's like super out of it for like an hour. And then Ben, it starts wearing off, and Ben is like, hey, today – I'm going to party today. And he's (laughs) like – like I gave him like some milk in a little sippy cup, and he like hit himself in the face with it on total accident. So his judgment was off, Uh but his spirits were high. And so then he's like, I'm just going to start running around the house. And I'm like, no. And I'm I'm like – you've talked about how John's like this where he gets anxiety about the kids hurting himself. I'm like that already. And then you combine – The specific marching orders of like, your kid could like really hurt himself today. And I'm like, so I'm like, Ben, no, you can't, you know. And I'm like trying to find like puzzles and let's do this Mm -hmm. and screen time and anything to keep him calm. And the more I react to him running around, the more he's like, mom's reaction is really funny. I'm going to keep doing this. Thinking for sure he's going to nap after all this. No nap. Fought it. Screamed. He just was pissed. Yeah. You know? And, like, I'm, like, let me just, like, see if I can get him to sleep, like, in our bed. Like, I'll just, like, dim the lights. Like, you try everything. Right. And just, it was, like, it's, like, it's a moment of, like, people might be, like, did you try this? Like, yeah. Yeah. We did it all yesterday. Mm. And it just, he was off, you know.
1: Yeah. Right. Slept
0: well tonight. Back into our routine today. Oh, yeah. Slept well last night. Back into our routine today. But I'm not, I want him to get every minute of sleep. That he can. Okay, that he so that's time. why he was you're like,
1: in the guest room.
0: I'm in the guest I'm not chancing it.
1: Uh-uh. Is so, he not? So, But he did sleeping. fall asleep. Yeah,
0: oh, normal okay. day. Okay. He Crazy. was just sweet as sunshine oh, the first half of the day. Just back
1: sleep. to himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. little anyway. buddy. How are you doing? Are you planning his birthday soon? Or what are you going to do for this? Yeah, that, yes. And last year it was quarantine I birthday. know. I mean, yeah. I'm just letting you know. Yeah obviously i i need
0: to i need to get on it um it's been on our to-do list we're getting our like patio and backyard like spruce goosed so that we can actually like celebrate you know is the 20th or
1: the 21st 21st it's a friday i know that's pretty good oh (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) it's my kid Uh uh-huh yeah, that's pretty exciting. Like, you know, have a party on his day. Yeah, good yes. Oh, my gosh. And I just realized, have you heard of the golden birthday? Um, Yeah, 21 on 21. 20- you have that, too. And he has this. He's going to have his golden birthday Whoa. on his 21st birthday. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, yeah, wow.
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, are you good? How are, the, how are you? I've, this has been all about me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no. Well, we caught up a little bit on Patreon. Nothing new has happened since then. So, Yep, yep. All's yep, well it, it. In, Wonderful. in the Molestead corner. Mm-hmm. All right, stay, stay
0: tuned for sex burning. But before that, ding, 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 ding. All right, you guys, I'm super excited about this new partnership we have with Modern Fertility. So if you go back to the vault of You Can Sip With Us, like... The early days, I talked about um, when Chris and I were trying to get pregnant with Ben. It took some time. Like, we were trying for like two years, and I waited a really long time. Like, one of my biggest regrets was that I didn't just talk to someone about it sooner. And when I went to talk to someone about it, um, one of the things that was really helpful was they gave me a fertility test that told me things like my ovulation count, my hormone balances. And like, with that knowledge, I could then adjust. Um, things like diet. And I actually did find out um, an issue that I had with like a fibroid situation, but all of it started with this hormone test. And what I love about this partnership with Modern Fertility, this is the same test that I paid a lot oh, of money wow. for, but you can take it in the comfort of your home.
1: Ooh, that's um,
0: amazing. It is really, 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 really awesome and that's really why modern fertility was created it's easy it's affordable Um, again you can do it at home and test your fertility hormones with a simple finger prick you mail it in a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days i actually just used this again and you guys know all about how um well, from the last episode, you know, secrets out of the gate that, that Chris and I are trying again, but I really wanted to make sure that I did this from the get-go this time, you guys. And so again, traditional testing with your doctor can cost over a thousand bucks. Modern Fertility only costs $159 and you get the same information. If you go to modernfertility.com slash SIP, you can get 20 bucks off your test. Um, and if you have a health savings account or an FSA, you can throw those dollars on Modern Modern Fertility. So you'll get insight into how many eggs you have, hormone levels, other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what your hormones mean. And then um, at that point, they also have fertility nurses available that you can talk one-on-one with to review your results and options for next step. So Ash, tell them
1: more about how to get it. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering $20 off for all of our listeners when you go to modernfertility.com slash SIP. That means your test will cost 139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash SIP. Modernfertility.com slash SIP. All right. We've got Vanessa Marin in the house. Just. And you guys are... I mean, I know a lot of you all listen to this while you're walking or maybe you have your kids in the car. And this is an episode. It's going to make you excited. It's going to make you tingle. I mean, Vanessa has a gift. I've been following her on Instagram for a while. And she's she knows her stuff when it comes to, you know, between the sheets, on top of the sheets, not even around sheets. All, But we're just going to get into it. So, Vanessa, would you like to introduce... Yourself.
0: So we found Vanessa through Instagram and reached out to her. And we over on Patreon, you guys, P A T R E O N dot com slash you can sip with us. We've been promising our listeners over there, like for lack of a better word, like some sex talk. Sex talk. talk. Yeah. <laughs> and we were on the hunt and then we came across Vanessa. And we're like, oh my gosh, we need to have her on the pod. And now here she is. So it's like our dreams are coming true. But Vanessa, do you want to take. I'd love for you to
2: introduce yourself to our listeners and where they can find you. And then we've got we've got some questions for you. All right. I am so excited to be here. So thanks to you guys for having me. My name is Vanessa Marin. I'm a licensed sex therapist, and I'm here to help you take your sex life from ordinary to extraordinary. So Mm. I on top of having my Instagram account that uh, my husband and I, uh, my husband Xander and I run together, it's over at Vanessa Marin Therapy. We do daily stories talking about all kinds of stuff, anything and everything sex and relationship related. And then we also have a whole suite of online courses. So we know that sex is a really sensitive issue for so many people. And so we've created online courses that you can use from the comfort and privacy of your own home, but that tackle really important and very common challenges like female orgasm and mismatched sex drive and all kinds of fun stuff like that. So you can find those at vmtherapy.com.
1: Mm, I love it. All right. Oh, can you hear me call? Yeah. Okay. Your face looked blank.
2: <laughs> okay. <Nobody's> S-
1: home. <laughs> I'm like shooting my off. Okay. So this is, as you said, I mean, you're very comfortable talking about all of this stuff, right? this is your. Oh day. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, I've
2: been doing it for a long time. It takes a lot to make me blush these days.
1: Well, <laughs> how did you get into this? So into sex it, therapy. it all
2: traces back to my parents attempt at giving me the talk. So I don't know if you guys had your own awkward stories of your guardians trying to, to give the talk to you, but mine was definitely supremely awkward. And I really just... You know, basically all that my parents did was say, if you have any questions about sex, you can ask us. But it was very, yeah. very clear in that moment that what they were actually saying was, please, for the love of God, do not ask us anything. <laughs> we don't want to talk about this. Please don't say anything. And it that moment just really, really struck me. Um, I was only 11 or 12 at the time, so I had no idea that sex therapy existed. But I really remember feeling like, Why is this so embarrassing? And I did have a lot of questions at the time. I actually had just made a bet on the playground with my friend, Nick, we were betting on how many holes a woman has down there. And I (laughs) lost an entire dollar because I guessed two. So I was obviously like badly in need of some more education. I wanted to talk about it, but I just was so confused about why we couldn't. And so as I got older and started thinking about actual careers, I just kept coming back to that. Like, I just want to help people feel comfortable talking about sex.
0: So, so you're like a like on the comfortability scale of 10 is very comfortable talking about sex and one is like very awkward. You're you're like a 10 and 11. You're like, all you know, this is what you do. I would say I am a one or a two. Mm. Ashley, mm-hmm. just for context here, because I think it's all very interesting. Like I was actually very nervous coming into this podcast. Like, oh, my gosh, we're going to like be talking about this. You know, I got kind of weird about it. So, Ashley, Mm -hmm. where do you fall on this? I'm
1: probably more of like a six or seven. Yeah. But then I have to be respectful because I feel like John, you know, my my sexual, one of my sexual partners, I mean, my only sexual partner, uh, he's probably closer to like a two or three, I would say. Right. So, like, I, out of respect, don't, like, always want to be talking about it, um, in front of even friends and stuff, unless it's like super close friends, but certainly not here, but I would be more comfortable, I think.
0: Yeah. So this is like a good Mm -hmm. launching off point of like, how do we get more comfortable? Like if I'm Mm -hmm. a two, one or two, and my partner's like a one or a two, Ashley's in a situation where she's more comfortable, but her partner's like one or two, like, how do we even get started getting more comfortable? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, that's such a great question. And first of all, I want to say, you know, professionally, yeah, I'm at a 10 or an 11. But personally, you know, this is something that I continue to struggle with. Like Mm. sex is a very vulnerable topic to talk about. And I am definitely not out here like preaching that my sex life is perfect, that I'm just this wildly confident sex goddess. (laughs) You know, there are definitely plenty of times where I'm being intimate with Xander and there's something that I want, but I feel embarrassed to ask Mm. for it or he does some dirty talk and I'm like, I don't know what to respond. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I get it. And, you know, I really get it. And I also have, you know, put a lot of work over a very long period of time into getting more and more comfortable. So for me, there's no you know, we're never ever going to be perfect at this. We all have sexual baggage. We all have different challenges that we're going to come across in different periods of our lives. But I just want to normalize, like, let's, let's get started and let's get ourselves from a one to a two or from a two to Mm. a three. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, one of my best tips for getting more comfortable talking about sex is to really start with baby steps. So I think with so much stuff related to sex, people want to like jump in and do all the wild and crazy stuff. And they put all this pressure on themselves to like get immediately to that place of being wildly confident and super sexual. And that's just not realistic for the vast majority of us. So I think it's instead so much more useful to focus on baby steps. And so You know, for somebody who's at a one or a two, it might literally be that you just practice in your bedroom or in the bathroom with the door locked, just practice saying words out loud to yourself. Mm. You know, whatever words feel uncomfortable to you, you struggle to say, just repeat them out loud over and over again. You can even look at yourself in a mirror because that kind of it feels a little bit more embarrassing and vulnerable, even though, you know, it's just you staring back at you. So, you know, just repeat those words over and over. And then if it's, you know, you're trying to get a little bit more comfortable starting to talk about sex with your partner, I think one of the big mistakes people make is they think they have to go into like telling their partner their wildest sexual fantasy or like Mm. finally telling their partner that thing that the partner's been doing for 10 years that secretly you actually hate. Um, But again, (laughs) baby steps, people. (laughs) So a great place to start is after you guys have just been intimate. Could you give your partner a compliment or tell them something Mm. that you liked about that experience that you just had together? So it's not saying anything negative. It's not making any requests. It could be as PG and as simple as, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed myself. That was a good time. But it just gets you more comfortable talking about sex because you're doing it like right after something's just happened. It's in a positive context. It's just easing your way into it. Okay.
1: Ashley, okay. Actually, like, no, not <laughs> click, okay. Well, because so baby steps are good, but you know, I'm not to like jump us somewhere else. Um, I think that's good. I'm at a place now. Col and I both actually have been mm. with our men for over a decade. And so, but sometimes I still feel like it's like a, a tender subject if I'm like, Hey, want to try this? Or like, One of the things that I've said is like, okay, I want to try some new things, right? Like, I feel like it's a little bit, I don't know, stale or something. Yeah, routine. And he was a little bit offended, I think, by that, Mm -hmm. right? I feel like there's kind of a lot of ego involved with probably on both sides, but certainly men, they're kind of raised like that your penis size matters and, Mm -hmm. you know, how you treat a woman, like all of these things. um, kind of their manhood or something or their worth is wrapped up a little bit in that. Oh, yeah. So do you have any thoughts on how to approach that in a way that's respect? I mean, yes, compliment. But then how do you ask or, you know, say, bring up something new um, while being sensitive to that ego, maybe? Yeah,
2: it definitely can be a sensitive topic for all of us, basically. And a lot mm-hmm. of times people will hear, you know, if you tell your partner, hey, I want to try something new, it's very easy for your partner to hear she hates what I'm doing. She thinks I suck in bed and I'm terrible. And she needs Mm -hmm. me to completely change everything about myself. Like that sensitivity that we have around this subject, it creates a very intense filter that our partner's words get filtered through. Mm. So we have to be sensitive to that and try to think about, okay, what are other ways that I can phrase it where I'm being really clear about the fact that this is not a criticism. This is not me telling my partner that they suck and they're terrible in bed. Um, So, you know, one thing that you can do is talk about, like, what are the reasons why you want to explore or experiment with your partner? So, you know, telling your partner, like, maybe it's something like, you know, I feel really, um, really excited when the two of us explore new things together inside and outside of the bedroom, or it makes me feel really connected to you when we're both vulnerable Mm -hmm. and kind of putting ourselves out of our comfort zones a little bit. Um, Another thing that you can do is try to make requests based off of Things that you already really like. So say for example, your partner's really good at like being creative and trying lots of different sex positions in the moment. Um, It could be something like, yeah, I love how you're always, you know, flipping me around and throwing me into different positions. It's so fun. I was wondering if we could also try that with having sex in different places in the house, like that same kind of, you know, attitude towards Mm -hmm. trying new things. So, you know, you're kind of sandwiching it in a compliment. I already love when you do this, let's try doing, you know, that same sort of thing in a slightly different Way, but giving lots of compliments. I definitely wouldn't use the word like things are getting stale or we're in a rut. <laughs> yeah. defi- Your partner's definitely gonna hear that. Like, oh no,
1: <laughs> I mean, for sure. I'm like, I'm d- it's just a little, it's a- don't you think it's boring? <laughs> of course, he's like, uh, no, I thought I was having fun, but yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm very direct and blunt, but I think those are those are good.
2: I think (laughs) it can be really nice to like think about, you know, what is it that you enjoy about trying new things? You know, like Mm -hmm. it's not just the ins and outs of, you know, okay, let's just try this different position in this robotic way. It's like, well, maybe I feel really playful with you or it feels like sex is a way that we get to explore or, you know, I just feel so connected to you. Like just thinking about those more emotional reasons can be really helpful.
0: Mm -hmm. What is like, so we do these things like we're going from one to two, two to three, like for all of us, for for the people listening to this, who've, who've only ever been ones and twos. And I would consider like, you know, I don't know, people who haven't really gone outside of the bounds of playful, lots of se- like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What's the end game? Like what what is like a healthy sex life? Like what's the like, what are we missing out on? I guess like, could you <laughs> kind of share like like. I don't know what that could look like for a marriage of 10 years or a long-term relationship or other people who feel like they've been in patterns, you know?
2: Yeah, so that's a really interesting question, because I think that most of us put this pressure on ourselves to like, oh, I want to have like a perfect sex life or a smoking hot sex life. And we have this way that we're kind of trying to keep up with the Joneses, like how much sex is everybody else having? Is my sex life, does it seem as hot as my best friend's sex life? Um, and a lot of us don't take the opportunity to actually think about like, what does good sex mean to me? And it's going to be such a different definition for every person and for every couple. So, you know, here's just one random example. Like some people love trying new things in the bedroom together and that feels so exciting and enlivening to them. And other people are like, you know, I find the things that I feel comfortable with and I feel safe with and that's what feels good to me. So I think that's such an important question for all of us to be willing to ask ourselves, like, what is it that feels good to me? Um, in general, though, I think there are like a couple of, of key you know descriptors or key dynamics that can come up for us. You know, the, the big one that I always come back to is that you feel comfortable and safe talking about anything and everything related mm. to sex. I mean, it's it's funny that that was my initial uh, impetus for getting into this field is to help people talk about sex more. And, and I've just realized the, the longer I've done this work, that if you're able to talk about sex, even when you feel embarrassed, ashamed, it feels super Vulnerable, it makes you cry. Like couples can get through so much and create so much intimacy if they can just talk about it. So that's a really huge one. Um, And feeling, you know, feeling safe with each other is another big one too that I think so many people overlook. Like, do you really and truly feel safe? Like, being yourself with your partner, Mm -hmm. expressing your boundaries and having those boundaries respected. Um, That's another huge one as well. I think um generosity is another great one like are we willing to to focus on our partner's pleasure not at the expense of our own but make sure that we're you know wanting our partner to have as good of an experience as they can are we willing to kind of stretch our comfort zones a little bit and mm-hmm. honor some of our partner's requests even if they you know make us feel a little bit shy or embarrassed initially so you know those are a couple of dynamics that come up but again i think it's it's really up to each
1: of us to spend that time thinking about like well what would feel really good for me Mm-hmm. I think one of the things, so I work with um, women really kind of trying to recover from diet mentality and a lot of shame mm-hmm. around their bodies. And so when you were talking about, you know, talking, being open with communication with your partner, I'm sure this is something that you experience a lot in your work with your clients where women don't feel comfortable, not because they don't enjoy sex with their partner or they don't think their partner's attractive, but they feel like their partner might not think they're attractive mm-hmm. um, because they don't feel attractive. So yeah. what are maybe some tips to start getting more comfortable? Because, you know, intimacy is a really important part. And we can find that if we don't have it because we're not feeling attractive, we only end up feeling more unattractive because it can cause, I've noticed, you know, it can cause like Mm -hmm. this kind of rift in the relationship where both of you are not really on the same page about why it's not happening.
2: Yeah. So I think the most important thing for us to recognize, you know, when it comes to our body image and our confidence is that nobody else in the world sees what we see when we look at ourselves in the mirror. You know, we have this great highlight on our Instagram page called Body Love, where we asked, Mm. we said, if you're a partner of a woman and she struggles in any way with her body, with her self-esteem, her confidence, like, what do you wish she knew? What do you wish you could tell to her that, you know, she could really understand? And you, like, if you want to listen to that highlight, just bring a box of tissues because you Mm. will sob your eyes out. Like, it was really beautiful. All these amazing messages, um, you know, mostly from men, but coming back saying like, I just, I literally don't see the things that she thinks are wrong with her body. Like her body is beautiful to me. Her body is perfect to me. Even calling out specific areas of their partner's body where, you know, she says she hates her stomach or she hates her boobs. But here's what I see when I look at those parts Mm -hmm. of her body. Like it's beautiful. And so I think just recognizing You know, we really are our own worst critics. Our partner is just not seeing us in the way that we are. And then I think, you know, a reason why I really respect and appreciate your work is is just helping women realize, like, the ways that we are taught to be so embarrassed Mm -hmm. and ashamed of our bodies and to feel like, you know, our body is only allowed to fit in this really narrow definition of what's beautiful and sexy and attractive. All this BS about like diet industry and, you know, diet culture, um, all these, way- all these ways. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> there are industries making billions and billions of dollars off of making us feel terrible about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes if we can kind of tap into this sense of Kind of like collective outrage, honestly, of like, this is BS that we have been taught all this crap about our bodies and kind of thinking about. I, there was some great quote that was like, you know, if we, if women directed the amount of energy and attention that they spend, like hating their bodies and picking their bodies apart and directed even half of that towards doing something that they love or something they're passionate mm-hmm. about, like w- we would change the entire fucking world. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I'm not sure if i was allowed to cut. No, no. yeah, yep. totally.
1: <laughs> Let her rip. You
2: know, so I think, yeah, it, our body stuff is, it's designed to keep us feeling small and yeah. keep mm-hmm. us separated from our power. And, you know, I will say like, I, I have my own body image struggles too. I'm like giving myself a pep talk as I'm saying this too. So again, it's not an area where any of, any of us are going to get to this perfect place where we're wildly a thousand percent confident. But sometimes just having those reminders can be really powerful at, at just softening our relationship with our own bodies.
1: Yeah. And I think it's really, that's a really important point that you're like, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable in the bedroom. I'm confident, but I still have my own insecurities. And mm-hmm. I think, Truly, with the society that we live in, getting to a place of 100% body acceptance all the time is probably not achievable for any of us, just like even the most body confident person. But what I will say is um, asking, like if you are in the bedroom or you would like to, you know, you wish you were more intimate, but just don't see how you can be because you're insecure about your body, um, really just stopping and ask, you know, recognizing that it is a thought and kind of asking yourself, like, what, why is this, why am I choosing to hold on to this thought so hard, right? Like, Mm -hmm. what if I opened up to it and decided maybe I am sexy as hell to my man, right? Mm -hmm. Like, as I am, right? What if that's a possibility? And if you tried that thought on and it's going to feel really awkward if you really struggle with your body confidence. But my guess is your man will be very, like, he's already attracted to you, but then even more so attracted to that sort of confidence. So just, I mean, role play, right? Like role play someone who is confident or something. Yeah. I've definitely given that advice to
2: women. You know, a lot of women tell me like, oh, I just want to be like that woman who loves sex. And I'm like, okay, be her. Like uh, role play her in the bedroom. If you're thinking about, you know, okay, what would a woman who loves sex, what would she do in this moment? You know, that can be really helpful. Um, Sometimes just like channeling a little bit of an alter ego. That can be something that just frees us up, frees up a lot of energy. And and then we find ourselves like, oh, okay, that wasn't so bad. I did it. It was fun. Maybe I'll do another thing.
1: Totally. She is giving us all the details on how we can feel our sexiest. And we have something to level all that up. We're talking about the Billy Razor. Ooh. you know, smooth and whatever, oh, yeah. like just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, sexy, it's not sexy maybe? to shave, but the way this razor makes me, my skin feel post shave, it's oh, yeah. worth the shave, man. I love it. Truly. I really, it is kind of crazy to like be fanatical about a razor. Cause you're like, how good can it be if you haven't tried it yet? You can't talk. Don't knock it till you try it. And then once you try it, you're going to be an addict. Yes, that's right. Addicted to your razor. Meet Billy. The best razor out there for those days when you want extra smooth shave, no pink tacks. I don't even know what that means. No visit to the drugstore. No break in the bank. You can go to mybilly.com and you can get their starter kit. It's just $9. So super affordable. And then it will include... Their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and the cult favorite, favorite magnetic holder, which I actually do love. Like, you stick this little thing, like a little tiny triangle on your shower anywhere you want, wham, bam, pop your razor on there and say, thank you, ma'am. It really does give you a smooth shave. I also feel like it somehow gets, like, closer. I don't know what sort of sorcery is in the blades, but I really only have to shave my leg almost, like, I think it's, like, once a week or something, so... Guys, express a little love
0: for our show. Go to mybilly.com slash sip. It's a small way that you can support us while getting the best razor you will ever own. It's just $9 to get your starter kit plus free shipping. Always go to mybilly.com slash sip spelled my b-i-l-l-i-e dot com slash sip. All right, so there's a lot of women who listen to this podcast who, like us, have small children, and you are like, you know, just going all day long working, uh, picking up spills, meal time, tired of time, tantrums. Mm-hmm. Bedtime comes around; it's like all I want to do is look at my phone and not have anybody touch me, and mm-hmm. not, you know, like. So, I guess mm-hmm. my the question here is: top recommendations for for marriages with kid dynamics involved where you're just like maybe unmotivated, tired, feeling like you don't have the energy to like you know, how do you turn that around? Should you? Or what is that? Like what do you think about yeah. that? Yeah.
2: Yeah, so I want to give some practical tips, but I think it's also really important for us to acknowledge that there's so much pressure on moms to do it all and to Mm -hmm. be this wonder woman, super mom, doing everything without any help, all on her own. Um, I think that context is so important for us to acknowledge um, that, you know, a lot of times you'll hear advice like, oh, well, just practice self-care and, you know, all that. And it's like, yes, self-care is so important, and it's also important to acknowledge this context, you know, all of this pressure mm-hmm. that women are, li- are living with on a daily basis. And I think it's important for all of us to try to actively work to dismantle that, to make it okay for moms to not have to do it all, to not have to be perfect, to be okay to ask for help. Um, so that little piece first, <laughs> but mm-hmm. the more practical things are to really focus on the transitions. So when you're going from, you know, being a mom, a lot of a lot of women feel this pressure from, I got to go straight into being a mom to straight into being a wife. And it just feels like another set of demands on me, especially if you have a partner who has a higher sex drive. And to be honest, like in heterosexual couples, having young children makes a much bigger dent in the mom's sex drive than it does in the dad's mm-hmm. sex drive. So yeah, it's really important to like, have a smoother transition from that. So first to go from mom, to just being back to you, being back, you know, going back to being a woman. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be harder, a whole lot harder some days than it is others. But really trying to work to discover like, what is it that I need to do for myself? Even if I only have two minutes, even if I'm exhausted, like what is some small way that I can reconnect to myself and like come back home to my own body? Mm. So there may be days where literally all you have the time and the energy to do is take like five deep breaths breaths. That's okay. Lean into those five deep breaths and really, you know, take them. Maybe there are other days where you can take a bath, where you can go on a walk around the block. You can listen to your favorite podcast. You can dance around to your favorite song, but trying to come up with some sort of ritual that you can do every day that feels manageable that you can use to transition into being back to yourself. And the other piece of it that I'll say and said it can be really useful to recruit your par- your partner into helping you out with this. So, can your partner handle, you know, bedtime or can they handle cleaning up after dinner or can they handle taking the dog for a walk or whatever it is so that they can give you 5 minutes of alone mm-hmm. time, 10 minutes of alone time, you know, whatever it is that can work for your schedule. But I think like I like to think of these role transitions as like, it's a team sport. It's not just like, you know, you're on your own trying to figure it out so you can go then take care of your partner too. It's like, you know, what do we each need together as a couple to support each other in coming back to ourselves and then rejoining as a partnership? How can we support each other and be a team in doing that?
1: Oh, yes. I love how you said, you know, cause A lot of us will be on mom hat all day or like maybe it's, you know, employee, then to mom and -hmm. then straight to wife and never really putting the you hat back on. So I love I wrote down like from mom to me, not right away from mom to wife. And I also wanted to get your thoughts around being intimate outside of the bedroom in a sense of like, what are some ways that we can be intimate where it isn't sex or physical? Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like other ways to be connected. Oh, yeah, this is such a huge issue that comes up with couples is that you
2: know, at the beginning of relationships, it can feel like we can't keep our hands off of each other. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once year five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 rolls around, like if you were to follow, you know, have a camera following you around all day, you know, for the average couple, you would see that there is not very much physical touch happening at all. Mm-hmm. And so it starts to create this really weird and very pressure laden dynamic where the only touch that you guys are having is as a lead up to sex. So, so many women complain to me and they say, you know, like, I hate when my partner comes in and like grabs my butt or he starts like trying to kiss me because I know he's just trying to push it along to sex. Mm. And so you can't even enjoy like a hug or a little cuddle on the couch because you just, you feel like your guard come up. Like he's just trying to get more out of me. And so it just it creates the situation where there's the only touch becomes sexual touch. And you can't even enjoy, you know, those little moments of of other touch because you're thinking it's just leading into sex. So I think it's so important for couples to really think about intimacy as not just something that happens for those few minutes when we're naked in bed together. But intimacy is something that happens all throughout the day. And what do we need to feel intimate, to feel connected to our partner in, you know, without creating this pressure of any sort of little connection between the two of us means that we have to then go have sex. So incorporating more touch all throughout the day can be such a powerful thing. And even specifically creating like carving out time for the two of you to have like you're being really clear about saying like this is non-sexual touch time and you can come up with a cuter name for it Mm -hmm. but you're actually being clear like this is not leading anywhere that can help you enjoy it a lot more so usually I tell couples you know make a list of like your five absolute favorite ways to be touched so be specific about what's the place on your body that you like to be touched and how do you like to be touched there so if you had to describe it like to an alien you know like that level of detail and it's funny, I do this exercise with Xander, like every once in a while, and I think I know him so well. And then I see his list. I'm like, oh, shit, i have not <laughs> touching you in those ways. Um, so, you know, sharing those lists with each other. So you really get a sense of like, ah, okay, this, my partner loves it when I come up behind her and give her a little kiss on the neck, or she loves like a nice long hug. She loves a foot massage, you know, whatever it is, but finding more ways to incorporate touch throughout the day. That's the best starting place.
0: I love that. This reminded me of, so I was going through your Instagram and one of the, the pieces of content that you posted recently that I really loved was making sure that like applying, really understanding our partner's love language and
2: applying love languages in the bedroom. Could
0: you talk more about that?
2: Yeah, so I think most of us have heard about love languages, but if you haven't, it's this basic idea that um, this uh, psychologist Gary Chapman came up with to talk about the different ways that we like to give and receive love. And his basic point behind it was that we all have different ways that we like to give and receive love, but we don't often acknowledge that. So if you've ever done something for your partner where you thought like, oh, I did this really sweet, loving thing for my partner, and they were like, cool, thanks. And then maybe there was a different time where you did something that felt like nothing to you, but your partner was like, oh my God, thank you so much. I feel so loved. This is so wonderful. That's an example of you probably have different love languages. Mm. So Every couple just about has different love languages. Um, But I wanted to find a way to bring them more into the bedroom um, because Chapman, he really just talks about it more in like a kind of a day to day non-sexual sense. So I came up with different specific ways that, you know, for each love language that you can show that affection and give that kind of attention to your partner in the bedroom. So it's definitely, yeah, you can go back and like look up those posts and get the specific ideas, but it's just another way to open up a conversation. Um, Even if you don't really relate to the love languages model, or you feel like, "I, I don't know, I kind of feel like I'm all the different types. It's just a different sort of way to talk to your partner about like, well, what are the specific things that I could do that make you feel really loved, really cared for, you know, turned on, bring you a lot of pleasure. So that can be just a, yeah, such a great conversation opener.
1: Mm, I love that. Okay. So speaking of specific things I can do, we're thinking now maybe we'll dive a little deeper, delve deeper and get a little more um, specific about some things. But we want to do that over on Patreon. So if you guys want to hear sort of the X-rated version of (laughs) <laughs> some specific type things, then head over to Patreon and that our the rest of this conversation will be up there with her. But before we do that, can you share? So you mentioned your website. How can do people work with you specifically or do is it mostly your courses? It's through
2: courses now. Yeah, I okay. actually just stopped accepting new clients or so really focusing on the courses Good for you.
1: Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. And we'll we'll drop all of your stuff in the show notes. Thank you so much.
0: Vanessa, one last question here on the Tuesday, just to send us home. Complete this sentence. I wish every woman.
2: I wish every woman truly and deeply understood that she is deserving of pleasure.
0: Mm, I love it. Thank you so much, (laughs) Vanessa. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Our Tuesday pod. All this talk has me making, um, making me want to bat my lashes and get flirtatious (laughs) with my husband. And I'm so excited to talk to you about my new favorite mascara and one of my new favorite companies, Thrive Cosmetics. Thrive Cosmetic products are made with clean, high-performance, skin-loving ingredients. Their clinical-proven formulas not only highlight your best features, they actually improve your skin over time. They've got no bad stuff in them. They never test things on animals, which I love. And they're on a bold mission that's truly bigger than beauty. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetic donates to help women thrive. Women emerging from homelessness, for example, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. So I've tried their mascara, their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. I'm obsessed. It's insane. I, it's really, really good.
1: And it it's needs their to best be noted. It's not the kind that will like run. Like if you cry or whatever, or if like it gets wet or it's yeah. raining or anything like that, it doesn't run. It comes off in like tubes. It's... Incredible formulation, and it's going to make your lashes look bomb- I I wear it on my bottom lashes with my yeah. uh, Lashify, but then I'm also highly obsessed with their Brilliant Eyebright. Me now. I don't, too. What color did you get in that? I
0: got like a um a darker. I might have gotten the same color as you. It was like a darker brown.
1: Yes. Yeah. I
0: got <gasps> like a darker one. So I kind of actually use it as an eyeshadow in the crease. Same, same.
1: <laughs> and then I bring it under my lower lash line. Yeah. I actually it's really I didn't beautiful. know that they were gonna be sponsoring us this show. And next week, guys, we're doing our faves. And this is actually on my favorite list. Like their, yeah. their eye brightener is so good. It's I mean, they have really good products and it's just a really great company. Totally. So not only are their products amazing, but they have high clean beauty standards, which means they omit all toxic ingredients and they are cruelty-free, never tested on animals. You guys got to get you some. Yes, we
0: love everything about Thrive Cosmetics. Their products are the best that we've ever used, and their Bigger Than Beauty mission is truly inspiring. You're going to love them as much as we do. Visit thrivecosmetics.com sip for 15% off your first order. This is an exclusive offer only. Uh, you can only get here, duh. That's Thrive, C-A-U-S-E, medics.com sip. For 15% off your first order, thrivecosmetics.com slash sip.
1: Time to rant and rave. Let's bring it home. Okay. Rant and rave. Okay. What let me let me see what my rant is. Oh, do you know what my rant is? Have we did we? I sure hope I didn't already talk about this because I have a whole list of rants. And if I did, then just say next. Okay. Um, I think it is primarily like Peacock or Hulu, but there's a lot of, oh no, when we were driving to Palm Springs and this happens on TV too, but when the commercials are louder than, right? Okay. So we're driving to Palm Springs. We're listening to a podcast and it's a four ish hour drive. So you're listening to a podcast and it's like normal volume all of a sudden. And then for some reason, the intro music was like, And so you have to like turn it down, but that's how it also is. And we're like trying to watch TV, regular volume. And then the commercial comes on and it is literally black. It's going to break our speakers. It's so loud. So it's like constant. And what you, the beautiful thing about like Netflix or Hulu is that you can kind of put your remote away. You shouldn't have to continue pulling. It's just like autoplay, right? You shouldn't have to know where your remote is, but when the commercials are super loud, you've got to be at attention. All the yep. time, because yep. you've got to have your remote. Oh, oh shit, I gotta turn this baby down. And it, I don't understand it. I want because you know it's like, hey, we really want you to pay attention to these, and it actually does the opposite. It makes yeah. me like not want to have anything to do with their products, whatever it is. I'm just like turn it off. Cover yes, it. yeah, make it, it go away. Yeah, I make hate it, it so away. much. And that was the first time I noticed it on a podcast. But like the yeah. ads on the podcast and then the intro stuff was way louder. It's like let's just keep it even, babe, you know. Or like when you're
0: watching a show or a movie, this just happened. So we watched this movie Tenet, T E N Would not recommend this movie. Mm, it was okay. just <laughs> no it was just a mind bender but the the mixer imbalance of like the sound effects and then the people talking was real off oh. and so those like movies or shows were like hey can you turn it up cuz i don't know what they're saying and then it's like 2 seconds later you know music comes on or they shut a door or there's an
1: action scene and you're like oh my god turn it down <laughs> yeah yes it's the sound mixers so they're not getting an oscar no. Those sound mixers.
0: None of them. Mm-mm.
1: All right, what's All your right. rant?
0: My rant is more of a PSA. So and I I just wanted to, I've been meaning to talk about this for a while. So Chris and I, a couple weeks ago, we were out driving to breakfast, and uh Liggety Split running across the street was a dog on the loose. And so we're like, oh my god, this dog, you know, doesn't belong on this. Mm-hmm. this this someone's missing this dog. She's like, mm-hmm. pull over. Coax the dog into our car, no collar, no tags, nothing, and so we go to an emergency vet clinic, and oh we're, we call, we call and they come out and they're like, "Hey, can 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 you scan to see if he has a microchip?" Yeah, and I love all vet clinics, so this is like no knock on them. What I'm about to say, so like anyone who's like helping dogs, I love. So they come out and they scan his neck and they're like, yep, he has a chip. We're going to go inside and we're going to call the company and then we'll come back out. So they come back out and they're like, yeah. Um, So we got a hold of the company, but um, the address and the phone, like the phone numbers don't work and we can't give you the address. He's not too far from home, but we can't give you the address. But like the numbers didn't the, the
1: phone numbers were the owner or didn't, something.
0: yeah. Uh-huh. And so the PSA here is: if you have a dog with microchip and you change your phone number or something like that's probably not one of the things you think. Like you think about like texting totally. your friends, or you think about whatever. It's like call your microchip company and make sure they have updated information. Yeah. So, and this isn't this is not a knock on the owner either because like this I could totally see how
1: totally. this happens. You just yeah. like, would never think of it. And yeah. so the PSA uh, come to think of it now. our roca's address would probably be Oregon. still yeah 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 and
0: so and then the thing that was just i'm a like rules are meant to be broken sometimes kind of person you know and so again no knock on the company and no knock on the vet and i totally understand why they had this policy in place but like yeah no one could share the address with
1: us and if i lost my dog and they didn't volunteer to be like well we'll take the dog to the house yes it was like, like still your problem but, and it's yeah. like they
0: can't give out customers' you know, private information mm-hmm. is the thing. And they probably were going to send a letter, but like how much stress and everything. It's like,
1: hey, yeah. can, you just, can
0: we wink at each other? And can you just give us the address and we'll just drive the dog home? And, yeah. and again, I get why that rule's in place, but it's like, come on.
1: Yeah. Come on. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I get that's a rule, but it is kind of dumb. Like if someone finds your animal... Maybe they don't.
0: I don't know. But like, or like could you I check a know. box when you're signing up with the microchip company? That's like, hey, whoever finds my dog, please give them my address. Give Can them we all like, my release information. That yeah. info well, at so the top.
1: How did you get this dog reunited? Because I saw yeah, on your Instagram, so, you did.
0: Long story short, we we called the local shelters. Like, put next. We put next door um, postings up on mm-hmm. the next door app we did facebook we did um i went on stories and did a story mm-hmm. and that ended up so like just a story Social on media. my personal instagram a couple people shared it and then it was like someone who knows someone so then someone yeah. wrote my friend back and they were like hey i just saw on next door someone in my area who's missing their dog and they look the same <gasps> and so it was like three people removed of right. like You know, but that's how (gasps) we ended up finding the owner. And he was like distraught, you know, so happy that, you know, because he lived. He he was like the dog was not too far, but he busted out of the yard. And then he lived on the back of a busy road and train tracks. Oh, gosh. Anyway, yeah, that
1: owner is happy ending reunion.
0: But like update your dog's microchips or cat or, you know, whatever. whatever Turtles, whoever has microchips.
1: (laughs) Okay, my rave. Yep. So I have not had Botox in two years because of Mac. I didn't do it. I did it like the last time I did it was like spring or like, I don't know, around this time, 2019. And then I found out I was pregnant with Mac in like May or June or something like that. But, you know, my Botox was still good. Like I hadn't been going. And then you don't do it when you nurse. And so then I was like, you know... I've just been noticing, I've been like seeing my wrinkles a little bit more. Yeah. And so I just Googled, but the place I normally go to is, uh, like 45 minutes away and they're so good, but it's just, a, it's kind of a haul. Yeah. And I just went out, Googled whatever Yelp, and there's a traveling Botox lady. She's called like traveling Botox nurse or something. Whoa. And I Texted her. Well, I like did the thing on Yelp, but I'm like, hey, turns out she's one neighborhood over. Like she's like right next door to me, basically. And she comes to my house. I fill out a little form on her iPad. She's wearing a mask, takes some pictures, I wrinkle my face, injects me with this poison that I'm grateful for, and is on her merry way. Wham bam, thank you, ma'am. I mean, it was a 15, 20 minutes all together. And I just thought well, this is living. This is living. And I don't know. Okay, let me do the math. I don't think it was that much more. So I got 28 units. Yeah, actually, it's pretty cheap. It was 250 bucks, but it's only $9 a unit. That's a good, that's a steal. Because that's like a good $12 is like the going rate, I feel like. I think I was
0: paying 11 what? the last time yeah! I got those books years ago. Yeah.
1: And she came to me. I just, I'm just, you know. I just, like, she's grateful good for isn't. conveniences. Yeah. yeah. And then of course she like, she told me about some of our neighbors. She's like, oh yeah. I do Cindy down the street and Merrill and little, all. That. I'm like, cool. So right. yeah, me I up. mean, it was just, cr- yeah. And she's like, yeah, you can just text me anytime. All right. So okay. it was just a couple of days ago. It hasn't kicked in yet, but it feels good to like, and it was the easiest thing, you know? Yeah. Like normally, if if it's a 45 minute drive, I got to allocate probably, and you go into a clinic or like into a place, you know, it's like a 30 minute at least. It's this whole big thing. Yeah. 15 minutes of my life. Botox on wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Botox on wheels, baby. Yeah. So I'm here for it.
0: She's got a real smart business.
1: I know. Yeah.
0: Dude. Dude. Dude.
1: I'm jealous. Maybe we should, if you, I'll ask the girls. Mila I'm TV, in Obviously Yeah maybe I should see If she can come over I actually
0: and- While you were talking I wrote on my to-do list on Yeah Because that's been a minute
1: I know and it does Feels good It yeah. does Okay What's your okay. rave
0: My rave is Okay so this <laughs> This only happens Every once in a while But this just happened To me the other day So On Amazon um, I wanted to buy Some mason jars Because I've been doing Like overnight oats Oh yeah And I wanted like Some better I've been doing like Tupperware containers And whatever like I want like the overnight oat situation. Now that I've established a good habit and like I know that I'm going to use them, so I go on and these ones are highly rated. They're 16 ounces. I click purchase. They arrive and they're plastic and they're not dishwasher dishwasher safe. And that's not going to fit. That's not going to fit into my life. Like I, I just. But I'm the dumb dumb because I go back to return them and in all caps it says plastic <laughs> mason jars so yeah. i wish there was a return option that's like hey i own this i'm the dumb hey, dumb my bad. you know i didn't look at the sizes mm-hmm. or whatever it is you know mm-hmm. i this is 100% on me but i just put like no longer needed or something so right. i'm going through the thing and then i'm expecting to hit the screen or it's like here's your return code and instead what it says is you don't need to return it <laughs> it's just Keep it's up- Keep them. And this isn't – I don't even I don't even want them. So it's right. not even about getting something for free. Right. This is about – it just is so funny to me because it feels very friendly where it's like, hey, let's all cut our losses here. <laughs> like this isn't worth your time. This isn't worth, worth our time. time. Let's just call this one a wash. Do you and not I, return like, much to it. Amazon? I return a lot to Amazon.
1: I used to get that – I feel like a little bit more – yeah. And I don't hardly get that ever. I
0: hardly ever get it oh, okay it was hardly, just your lucky day. every lucky day but it just like makes me laugh you know it just feels really personal
1: like mm-hmm. you know what you know what's <laughs> on the house <laughs> you know I was gonna say they have that return option that says like bought by mistake but then it says in parentheses refund not needed and you're like no 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 like I didn't mean to buy this but I would like to return it and please refund my money. That's the yeah. only option that they give you to be like, "Hey, I'm a dumbass and I missed what this said." Yeah. So I didn't mean to buy it. You know. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. All right, all right, guys. you guys. Um, we love you. Don't forget
0: if you loved this episode, go
1: love your body. You know. Yeah. And your and your men or but- women.
0: Love us too. Tap that and five star button. Give us a little us. foreplay on in the reviews. You yeah, know? could you leave us a
1: Talk sexy dirty to review? Us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Competition for the best one. Um, oh my gosh! But you guys can sit with us always, always, and we will see, see you, you next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. P a t r e o n dot com slash you can sip with us, or download the Patreon app and search "You Can Sip With
1: Us." Become a patron, five bucks, guys. It's five bucks a month. I mean, just give up your latte one day, one day mm-hmm. out of thirty days. Boom, paid for. Yeah, yeah. You know? Totes, kabots. Do it. We'll see you over there. Kc every Friday. Love guys. you. Bye. You're our crew. Bye.